Because I know a lot of things in my life that I've gotten have just been by me showing up or saying yes to something. That's the biggest thing. You you gotta say yes to everything. Honestly. And you have to say yes to everything until you can say no. Welcome to Live in Large with Mark Doner at CastBox Original. Live in Large stands for more so live in L-A-R-G-E. Emphasis on the Los Angeles because I know a lot of people want to move out to Los Angeles and pursue a career in the creative field. Growing up in Ohio, I didn't really have any mentors out here when I came out here. It was I had to learn for myself. So I feel like this podcast will give you guys an opportunity to hear stories of people that are in the creative industry out here in Los Angeles. We'll be talking to actors, musicians, artists, whatever it may be that you guys want to do. Hopefully you can gather some inspiration and see what it takes to get to that next level and moving to Los Angeles and pursuing a career in entertainment. I know a lot of people want to become YouTubers and we'll definitely be having a lot of social media influencers on here as well as traditional media actors. And hopefully by watching each episode each week, you guys can get a grasp on what it takes to be an entertainer in Los Angeles. With all that being said, hit that subscribe button. And here is episode one of Living Large. Welcome into the podcast, episode one of Living Large. Today's guest, the first guest, the honorable guest, Travis Mills. Oh, it's so good to be here. T Mills. And it's great to be number one. It, it is. It no, it good, really yeah. is. Because you know why? We're always going to talk about this, you know? And, leg- this yeah, sets like, the, the bar for the future It's going to set the tone for the podcast. So like, I really lit. have to do this the largest that, uh, well, I'm going to do it the largest that anyone's done it because no one's done it before. So by default, it's already going right, to happen. Right, so we- this But is I the- need to set it really, really large. Right. Th- living large. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Basically what that's, it, it's like- Live in L-A-R-G-E. Oh, got it. That's what the podcast is. We're going to talk to people in L.A. The lifestyle, the entertainment, the social media, the music, the acting, Broadway, okay. whatever you want. It's a pit. It's weird talking with these headphones, not going to lie. Really? I'm so used to it. It's, the reverb makes your voice just sound... Oh, it sounds silky. It sounds delightful. good. It sounds like we're burning the midnight oil. Yeah. Yeah. Things are getting sexual. <laughs> it might. Podcast. It might. If these lights <laughs> dim a little bit. Bro, so uh, getting into things, I was doing a little Google search of you last night. I never do that. That's the most dangerous thing that you could ever do to yourself. Why? Why? Because you're just probably not going to like what you're going to find. No, I didn't find anything bad about you. Oh, no, no. I'm not meaning like you Google searching me. I'm saying that's something that I don't do because I don't want to know what pops up. Some bad stuff, huh? No, I no, just like I don't. I I mean, I'm going to bring- It's weird. You know what I mean? One thing I did find. Oh, God. I want to talk about this with you. You're a very fashionable guy, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. What was going on through the the phase of the gauges and the rat tail? Oh, see, okay, so that was actually, I was like starting trends there. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like starting rat tails and shitty mullets uh, and just like cutting your own hair and doing that. So Um, you're cutting your own hair. Oh, did you not see the pictures? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a question too. You, When did you stop the gauges and how your ears are fine now? Yeah, so I got, so look, I, stretching my ears was something that I was doing from 15 to 25. So when I was Damn. 25, I woke up and I was like, uh, I'm done with this. I'm not a teenager anymore. And I went and chopped my earlobes off. Shout out to Alan Dabbs. I did it on Melrose. Uh, he sewed up my ears and Damn. they look pretty normal. If you look really close, yeah, I have yeah. scars on them and stuff. But yeah, I mean, my ears were two inches. Is that double zero? Is that the biggest they get? No, no, no. They're like two inches like in width. Like I could fit like a Coke can through my ear. Stop. Yeah, I swear. And funny story is I actually had surgery on my ears twice because my ears were two inches. I got hit. Uh, and someone's finger went through one of my ears and ripped like it in half. So I closed them to like half an inch and then I restretched them. And then when I was 25, I was like, okay, I'm over this. So yeah. I had like a long, uh, long history with, I've had a long history with body modification. And I'm going to tell you this, a lot of my fans got really big gauges. They started stretching really? their ears, right? So like, when I did that, a lot of them were like, oh, bro, you sold out. You know, you turned your back You've on it. You've changed. Yo, the most extreme shit you can do is cut off a piece of your body. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody, okay? Because, like, if you got plugs, go cut off your earlobes and tell me how that shit is. It's yeah. not a walk in the park. It's fun. Yeah. It's cool. It's, like, it's cool to see the change. But, you know, yeah, you got to be kind of 
know. You should have started the trend. Of I like, didn't go to no surgeon. Do you know what I mean? I didn't go to a surgeon. Some backyard. It was like some prison No, I went stuff. to a tattoo shop. Bro. Oh. I went to a body modification artist. Someone who does dermal implants. Someone who does like scalpeling and splits tongues and, you know, like… You know, like some when next you see, level shit. Yeah, just like the 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 fools who actually do this shit. You know, people who are in a suspension and uh, you know, <laughs> scarification and you know, burning and like you know, branding and shit. It's next level. Next level shit. Yeah, I love how you call it body modification. That's what it is. That's Never heard is. that. Yeah, you should have started the trend with like the rat tail through the the gauge. Oh, uh, you know what I used place. to have to do is like when I would uh, when I would be like doing. I don't know, like action, like whatever. Okay, I'd be like at the river with my family, right? And I was like 18 and I had big floppy fucking earlobes, okay? (laughs) So like if, and I'd go, uh, let's say I'd go like wakeboarding, okay? If you like crash on like going fast, you know, and you hit your head on the water or something, your ears are going to rip. So what I did is I used to take my jewelry out and then I'd have just like big saggy earlobes. Earlobes. And I used to flip them around the top of my ear and I wouldn't have, no, I swear, I swear. I got to find like a picture of something somewhere, but. Uh, It'd yeah. be the middle of the summer and you got earmuffs on. For real, so for real, for real. It looked like I, like I had no ears for, for a little bit. I did not cool. know the struggles of gauges. So guys, if you're ever thinking about getting gauges, think twice. Yeah, that shit's permanent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, oh no, this is really not. You just got to then go to like, you know, a homie and get your earlobes chopped off. Right. Not it's that permanent. More body modification. How many tattoos do you have? No idea. Not no count. No, I don't know how to count them. You know, like I don't know. Does my arm just count as one? Because that's a lot. Did you get it done at one time? Oh no, like a lot. Well, a long, like many hours, like probably like forty hours on my. What was your first tattoo? Uh, on my legs. It says "Stay Young" on my thighs. How old? Sixteen. I traded a sidekick for it. The phone. Yeah, I traded a sidekick to this to the tattoo artist, and I got it in my homie's kitchen. What'd your mom say about that? Oh, what did my mom say about that? She didn't see him. I got it. That's why I got him on my thighs. So like, even if I was like walking around the house in boxers and shit, you know, they're still covered. And then when she found out, what was it like? Uh, when did my mom find out? My I got like four other tattoos before my mom found out. Uh, she found out when I got my foot tattooed. And I was 17 when I got my foot tattooed. Uh, she didn't really, she, yeah, she didn't really care. Didn't care? Nah, she was like, she was like more so, uh, Wondering when I had the time and how I found the, the resources to right, go and right. do that. Which is fine. It's easy to find. By then them. I had already had plugs too. So it was like, you know, I had, I'd have, I'd had gauges for two years already. Right. So, so I mean, knew. she knew, look, when I was like <laughs> 10 years old, I looked up at my mom at dinner and told her like, hey, you know, I'm going to be fully tattooed head to toe. Like my face, my neck, my back, like full, there will be no inch. You made me. that up at 10. Literally. And she almost wanted to start crying. Uh, That's how my mom is. I'm scared to death. My mom's going to disown me if I get a tattoo. No. No one in my family has tattoos. It'll make her love you more. You think? Yeah, for She's sure. Like, I'm going to disown you and you get a tattoo. But I think, I mean, they love you no matter what. Yeah, when my mom found out I had my head tattooed, that's when she, she that was weird. Yeah, but that's red. You can barely see it. I know. She slapped me though. What does it say? FTH. For the hits. For the homies. For the homies. Yeah, whatever you wanted to be. <laughs> that, that. Is a good point though. Face tattoos are really in now. Yeah. When did you get that one? Oh, eleven years ago. So you were way ahead of the trend. Oh, dude. I mean, Post Malone's got always tired. You got yeah. uh, six nine. I'm smart. Here's the thing. I'm smart because look, I've been doing this shit. It's crazy because like I feel like I'm super young, but I've been in this shit forever, right? Right. Uh, so I've seen like a whole bunch of shit come in and out of style. I've I've been influenced by it and affected by it. Uh, but like, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't tattoo. Right? Like, trust me. Like, you think I don't like have tattoos that I'd want to get under my eyes right. and like all, all over my face? Like, yeah, I love that shit. But I'm just so happy I didn't. Right. Like, I, and look, like I did this, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I got my earlobes tattooed twice. Uh, I, I mean, trends lip. come and go, so yeah. like you're stuck with those tattoos for a long time. Yeah, I'm happy with the yeah my ear. I think my ear ta- the tattoos on my ear are tight. I think my lip tattoo is something I am. look. One thing is I, I you know I heard lip tattoos go away. They don't. Not for I know me. my girlfriend has one. Yeah, still there Same seven thing. years okay. later. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that 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 is misleading. Yeah, but you have. I mean, dude, when I first saw you, and a little backstory on me and Travis, how we met. I well, I first saw you in a Mike Posner. Started from the bottom. Oh yeah, we did that song remix, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. dope. Thanks. And I showed Kylie today, and she's like, "Whoa, this is 
fucking sick. Oh, thanks. She loved it. And then I saw you do one with him and Nikki Heaton. Yep. Which was fire. That's the first time I saw him. And then the first time I met you was paintballing, I think. Oh, uh, uh, Hollywood Sports Park. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to talk a little bit about some of your hobbies. So I see, what got you into paintballing? I played paintball. I grew up in Riverside and it was Orange Gross and there was like not shit to do. And I went paintballing for like a friend's birthday or like one of my birthday, something. I ended up at a paintball park when I was like 11 or 12 and I loved it and got addicted to it and then started going like every week, uh, every weekend. And were you a rebellious kid? Oh, yeah. It feel like it because you're into paintball, you're into tattoos, oh, gauges. Dude. Oh, yeah. I was into like one, one crazy shit is I, uh, I was into like, like starting fires. When I was a kid. Oh, little arsonist over here. Yeah, I had to go to therapy. Stop. No, I swear. And then, like, my mom had to take me to, uh, like, the fire department, you know? And they, I had to go through, like, these classes with them. And I had to, like, draw pictures uh, on why fire was good. Like, what, like, good things fire is used for. And then, like, bad things that fire can do. Uh, and I had to, ha- I had to, like, ride with firemen and shit. And they showed me, like, houses that burned down and, like, all that shit. Damn. Yeah. What would you light on fire? You wouldn't like trash houses. cans. Oh, no, okay. no, trash cans, like creeks, like, like, you know, the, we'd have creeks, like, in yeah, Britain, yeah. and like get like a bunch of like brush and like pour like gasoline on it. Uh, skate ramps. Uh, I was just infatuated with fire from a very young age. You're a little pyromaniac. All the, and yeah. And I think everybody kind of goes to that experimental, like, they find a lighter for the first time on the ground. They're like, whoa. Yeah. I found matches and burned every single one. Like, it was just yeah. bad. And I think that's like what made me smoke for so long. Cause I yeah. just, I, th- you just I love just, the fire. You don't even like smoking. You just like the fire. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was, yeah, I was very, uh, very mischievous. Yeah. You grew up in Riverside. Did you go to college? I went to hair school. Air. Check this wow. out. I graduated when I was 16. Got my diploma when I was 16. From high school. From high school. I graduated way early. I was in community college. Uh, I was like taking community college classes at 16 with college students. Uh, you know, because I got kicked. I went to private school. So I got a really good education up until 10th grade. I got kicked out. Then I went to charter school. Uh, and this charter school thing that, that I did, it put me in a community college. Like I went and took classes at the community college. And so for every college class I took, it counted as two high school credits. Nice. So uh, I did that. And then, yeah, I got my diploma when I was like 17 and I was working at Starbucks. And this girl came into my Starbucks that I used to like talk to and stuff. And she had a book on the on the counter. And I was like, what is that? And she showed it to me, and it was a cosmetology book. And I was like, oh, I could do that, you know. And I I'm could like, do. I want, yeah. I Not could. that you wanted to do it. You just, I can't. Well, I'd, I'd always, you know, I was like fucking with my hair. I was, yeah. dude, I was into like hardcore and like metal, and like, you know, I was like just like going to shows, and like I was in the, that whole scene. You know what I mean? So right. like, I had fucking color, every color hair you could possibly think of. I like cut my homie. I cut my hair like. I think it's a good then. thing though that you didn't get into it, judging by the mullet phase, the rat tail. Yeah. Well, look, so the, anyway, so I'm like, <laughs> I could do it. So the next day I quit Starbucks and enrolled in hair school. Uh, okay. And then I took like 10 months of, or no, I took like five months of classes in Riverside. Got in a lot of drama there. Cause you know, you go to school with like 200 girls. Oh, and you're like yeah. one of like three dudes, you know? So it's like. It's not a bad gig. It's, it's an amazing gig. <laughs> uh and then I transferred because I, I got accepted into this like really prestigious, like this, it's not prestigious, Paul Mitchell Hair School, right? right? So okay. it's like, not, for me, growing up in like that shitty little town, right. it's like, oh, I'm going to go to Orange County to their flagship school and like, you know, go to this like huge hair academy. Uh, and I did. And that's where I started my music, my music project. Was How'd my- you get into music going from hair? I was in music my whole life. I had always been into music. My grandpa got me a guitar when I was five. I started a band when I was 13, like in my garage. I was in bands uh, in high school um, and while I was in Starbucks. And then- uh, So would you play gigs or would you just- Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was in like pop punk bands. uh, And like, yeah, we had merch. We had shows and stuff. And, you know, and then I was always the youngest- from 13 to 17. Were you making money? Or no? no, come no. on. No. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, we'd get paid like a hundred dollars right. to like drive to Arizona and like get like pizza. And like, you right, know, right. and it'd be, I was the youngest one in the band. Everyone else was like 20. I was 16, you know, 16. Uh, I had a truck. So we'd put all of our gear in my truck. Uh, and yeah, it was like, you get a motel six room and sleep, you know, on, on the floor and shit. 
And then, yeah, everyone in the band had DUIs <laughs> besides me. So no one could go to practice or anything. And everyone just was like shitty, just like right. lazy humans. Were you singing or were you playing guitar? I was singing uh, really shittily. Yeah. And uh, and then so I was like, screw this. And then at the same time, I got a MacBook. And I was like, fuck these guys. Like, I don't want to rely on anyone to make music. And so I just started learning how to record myself. With what, Pro Tools? No, GarageBand. Oh. Just like, I didn't even have a microphone. I just like opened up my computer and just like sang into it. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks yeah, also definitely. in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So when your first album came out while you were in, or did you make like a mixtape, EP? I made a uh, MySpace page and just like put up like little, like there wasn't even like real like songs. It was just like kind of just like tea, like whatever. I mean, uh, MySpace, yeah. It was more so music based, I feel like. like I would always put my music songs on. And it got popping on there. And yeah. then, um... And one thing led to another. Yeah. And I just like never stopped. Oh, and then what's crazy is like I finished hair school and I went and took, you have to go and get your state license to be, to become like a cosmetologist. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a barber. I was a cosmetologist. It's so like, I could do everything. Like my so state you, board test. Could I you did, do the straight blade or you have to be. Uh, no, that's, that's something different. different. But I had to do like, I had to do like manicures, pedicures. Uh, I had to know hair color. I had to know how to like uh, French braid. I know, how to, I know how to do like the perm rollers and shit for like old ladies. You have to know how to do everything. <laughs> you have to know how to do facials because uh, you're tested on all this shit. Jesus. Um, and it's so extensive. that day. I know it's tough. Like people tell me it's, it's hard. Yeah. And you have to go, I went to school for 1600 hours. Uh, that's like how, what you have to clock into and then you got to do like a bunch of other tests and then you have to go to Glendale and take the state <clears> board <throat> test. And so the morning that I went into, it's, dude, it's, it sucks so bad because you have to bring a model, right? Someone that you can like do all this weird shit to their hair and shit. You have to be there at like five in the fucking morning and then you do the, this shit takes like five hours and you're in, like, it's all timed. Right. It's like, you know, and I fucking hated school. Like I'm not yeah, the yeah. type of dude to go through school, like, you know, be prim and proper. I think, dude, that's like the, not that I hated school, but I think creative people, it's hard to do school because it's like you're being told what to do. And I feel like in the creative environment, you kind of just got to do your own thing. And it's like all your, what you're telling yourself to do. No, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's why I liked hair school because in school I could like create shit, you know. But then when you got to go to the state board and like be tested, that's when it's whack. But anyways, the day that I took the test, I got my license and then I left that place and went on tour and I never did hair again. Like yeah. literally left that testing facility and went and jumped on tour. And then when did you sign a record deal? Oh man. That, so look, I signed a shitty record deal to a guy that I was friends with, this death metal label. I signed to like a hardcore label and got fucked over for like a thousand dollars. Does that happen a lot, you think, to like oh, upcoming artists? Well, um, not not as much now. Yeah, not as much now. Look, I was from Riverside. My homie was putting out hardcore bands music uh at the time, and it was like big in like the little, you know, hardcore scene. And he was like, yo, well, like, you know, we'll give you a thousand dollars to go record. And I was like, dude, I'm, you know, record deals don't exist. Like this, right. you know, this is fuck yeah. You know, I didn't have a lawyer. I was like 18, signed it, uh, ended up recording five, a bunch of songs, put one of them out and it blew the fuck up. Uh, and then Columbia Records hit me up. And then that's when everything got like super messy with my homie. And yeah, then, you yeah. know, shit gets all fucking sideways. But that was like really like when I was introduced to like the real deal music business and was like, you know, brought ev to every label and, you know, yeah, did that whole thing. I feel like everybody has to go through something in life. I met all the wrong people first. Right. You know, like in my career, I met all the bad ones first. Well, you got them out of the way. 100%. Now that's you're sitting I, in front of the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> Living large. Living large. But, uh, are you going to make that voice every time you do it? 
Do I? Should I? I don't know. I, do you got like? Are you? Is it gonna be like a slogan? Living large. Like a button you could hit. Live, living large. See, this is why I wanted you on yeah, the first episode. Okay. Yeah, you're giving me creative ideas. Hey. Own, I own the IP for that though. <laughs> well, let's talk about you now. You're on a diet. I was like, yo, you want me to get you like a beer, or anything for when you sit down? You're like, nah, I'm on this keto diet. Oh man. Give yeah. me a coffee with a half and half. Thank you. No carbs. Is there more coffee, by the way? <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, and we, they, we yeah. can get you a coffee. Okay, cool. They killed it, dude. They killed it, too. So, look, I'm not a diet, dude. Uh, damn, I feel, I'm like, I feel so Joe Rogan right now. <laughs> Just sitting on a podcast and uh, talking about keto. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you on a diet? Uh, okay, look, You're a skinny man. dude. You're 6'4". It's not for that. It's not okay. for that. Listen, I'll tell you why. I got healthy. Look, I stopped smoking cigarettes. Here, I'll tell you. I'll tell you when exactly when I stopped smoking cigarettes because I have a fucking app for that, dude. So remind you every day? Like, this is day... It's an app called My Last Cigarette, and if you are quitting smoking or you would like to quit smoking, you should download it because it'll give you great motivation. Uh, I've been a non-smoker for two years, 212 days, and three hours down to the minute right now. I have not smoked... 18,842 and a half cigarettes and I've saved $7,000. Damn. Not only that, I've also like saved 75 days of my life. Um, and since I've quit smoking, 9,034,056 people have died from smoking. So that's what I'm saying. So look, I got Damn. healthy, like I got health conscious almost three years ago. I wasn't healthy. I was still like, uh, you know, drinking a little bit of soda, um, all that around 20 beginning January, 2017, I got like, I never worked out really before anything like that. I was like, kind of like I played baseball and hockey when I was growing up, but then I was like, fuck all sports. And I want, I started playing music. So, um, you know, I smoked cigarettes for 10 plus years. I like running was the worst thing for me. <laughs> so last year, uh, like January, you know, I went through a whole bunch of shit in 2016. I was super depressed. It was like, you know, uh, super hard. And I woke up and was just like, I need to focus my energy on something. And so I started going to the gym. Uh, that was cool. And I got accustomed to, you know, working out. Right. And because it, of habit. It wasn't like, um, it wasn't like I wasn't obsessed. And it, it just wasn't hard anymore. It wasn't like, I'm not going to say that. It wasn't, I didn't look at it how I used to anymore. Right. I feel like me, it's like, it's hard to get to the gym. But once you start going, it's like. It's ooh. always hard to get to the gym. But like, I, I started, look. I knew that every time I left, I always felt better than when I walked in. Right. I'd never shown up. You go in the morning or evening. Well, I'll tell you, like I was just going as whenever I fucking could, you know. And I was, I was sometimes, I was going twice a day sometimes because it was the only thing that like would get me out of that funk, you know. You on that Eli Webb grind? Exactly. (laughs) I I would like feel, you know, down, and I'd be like, all right, I'll just go to the gym, you know. And it started off small, and like I'd just start running a mile, you know. Uh, And then it got up to where like. You know, six months ago, seven months ago, I was running three miles every day. Um, I was going to Runyon. You know, I, I live in the hills. And so right. I like running up there because it's really hard. And like running three miles in the hills is a lot different oh, yeah, than running yeah. three miles on a treadmill. And I was just setting all these personal things for myself that I never, you know, thought I could. And not to mention like paintball, like it, it, my fitness like helped with paintball. And I was right, getting, right. you know, I was like, so even on my off days, like, you know, I'd be like weekends, I'm not going to work out. I'd go play paintball or, you know, I'd go on a hike or do something. So I found myself being very f- physical and I, f- I liked it a lot. I felt like I was writing better music, you know, when I'm in the studio. Right, right. Uh, I it changes just, your whole mindset, dude. Dude, it really does, you know? And not only that, but it gave me, it gave me time to also like, experience new things. Like if I went running for an hour, I could listen to podcasts. I could listen to music. I could, you know, just, I could not think about anything. I could think about myself and it was really cool. Um, But then I'd go to dinner and I'd get like, you know, I'd get a tur- no, I'd get like a turkey burger, but I'd get like fries. And I'd be like, yeah, I ran three miles today. And then I'd order a beer. And then I'd finish the beer and I would order another one. And I have three yeah, beers. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd, you know, uh, my girlfriend's vegan. So, you know, I, Vegan restaurants. This now, this all right, I'm taking us up. We're up to speed now. We're up to speed. Uh, vegan restaurants. Oh, I'm so healthy. I'm 80% vegan. I don't really like meat, you know. But at the same time, I'm having mad stomach issues, like digestive problems from vegan. No, no, no. Just from no, no. Just from anything. Okay. Like literally, like, and I've had these for the last like you know five years to where like I just like food. I I, I was lactose intolerant. Uh, I can't eat oats. 
uh, I can't have broccoli. I can't have cauliflower. Uh, Just because it's healthy, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> like I was intolerant. Like really? it made, it fucked my stomach up, right? Can't have cheese, can't have real milk, like, you know, creamer or anything like that. Everything, you know, that's why I had like a lot of like almond milk and all that shit. So being with my you know vegan girlfriend was easy for me. And I was never a big meat eater, you know, like, mm-hmm. but dude, I started training Muay Thai. I was going to get into that next. Okay. So yeah, okay. Well, whatever, whatever. Okay. So, uh, you know, I noticed I could never shed have a, you know, a thing on my belly. I could never get rid of it. No matter how hard I worked out, no matter how much I ran. Well, I was like eat- skinny fat, you mean? Yes. Like, kind of like me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't call you skinny fat. Skinny I was fat. Okay. I was skinny <laughs> fat. But, and, and you know, when you're like that, it's crazy because everyone sees you and they're like, dude, you're so fucking skinny. Like, and yeah, you're like, yeah. you know, I'm trying to take care of myself. Why? Like, you know, yeah, yeah. dude, eat the cheeseburger, bro. Come on. You know? Your and parents then, especially like, eat a fucking cheeseburger. hundred <laughs> percent. And, and you know, but like at the end of the day, I'm like, dude, I'm putting in all this work. I don't, I'm, right. I'm not seeing like the results that I really want to see. Um, not only that, it's like, you know, I was coming off an ankle injury. Which my, you're still going through, which right? Which I'm still rehabbing. Yeah. yeah. My joints were really screwed up. Uh, like inflammation and like, you know, felt like my, I was falling apart. And then not only that, huh? Guitar or what? No, no, no. I'll, t- I'll tell you. Not only that, it's like I'd hit 9 p.m. after the dinner with the two beers. I'd go home, pass out. Yeah. My girl was like, what the fuck? Like, I, I felt like a 60-year-old man, you know? And I thought, one, I thought it was weed. I was like, oh my God, I got to stop smoking yeah. weed. You know, I'm getting old, like da 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 I'm a huge fan of Rogan. I'm a huge yeah. fan of all of his guests. I've, uh, and then I've listened to a bunch of his podcasts uh, about keto, cutting out carbs, refined carbohydrates and sugars. Um, and a buddy of mine that I trained with just so happened to start it like two weeks ago. And I, I felt like I had to wait until like, I felt like you go, like there's this building somewhere in LA that you walk into and they're like, you want to be keto? Okay, let's what, sign yeah. you up. Here you go. Here's a box of this. Here's a box yeah. of this. This is what you do. This is what you don't do. Here's how you do it. Let's take your shit. There, shit does not exist. That shit does not exist. So I was waiting for something that was never going to gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like a really all or nothing person. So I was like, yo, you know when you see someone do something and like you know that person and you're like, yo, you know, you know, like your mindset and you're like, yo, if this person is doing this shit, right. there's no way. I think that's that, important too in relationships. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Like, uh, and you know, that's often what inspires you about right. the other person, right? Is if they're even like on the same level or even more than you, like that keeps you hungry for more. So I was like, yo, this fool's doing it. I can definitely do this shit, bro. I did this shit. I was in ketosis in like four and a half days. In like four what days. What is that, by the way? Because I did some research. What is ketosis? Ketosis? Now, look, I, I'm I'm like, I'm addicted to Reddit and I'm like on YouTube like 20 hours a day. And I'm probably <laughs> like, I'm the most annoying person about this right now. Ketosis is when you're, it's like the state that your body switches into uh, when your body starts, stops burning glucose as fuel. Right, which like carbs and sugar right. converted to glucose. That's like what your body's burning, and uh, it's when your body switches and it starts burning fat. So you're good. That's good. That's very good. Ketosis is good, and your body produces ketones when it's in a state of ketosis, and that's how you can measure what you know what stage you're in. But here's what I don't get: the keto diet, you eat a lot of fats, right? Tons of fat. So, dude, like, okay. It doesn't make and, sense. Is this the Atkins diet? Uh, it's a modified Atkins diet. Okay. Uh, but it's like, it's no carb, essentially. Like, I'm like my carbs are- but How do you have energy? Where do you get your energy? From fat. From fat. So, the reason why I, I, I wanted to do this for a year and a half, right? Like, ever since I started getting fit. Because I was like, oh, this is going to take me to the next level. And I've just, you know, you go online and you read shit about it and it's crazy. And it's a weird diet because Western medicine, I feel like, hasn't really caught up yet. Like, my mom, she's, you know- uh, a nurse, like a very high, like she runs an operating center. Told her about this. She's like, you're going to have a heart attack. She's just not, you know, she hasn't like kept up to date with, you know, all of this, all of the shit that's coming out. Um, Or she doesn't have podcasts and like all that stuff. She should start listening to this one. Exactly. Mom, subscribe right now. Hit that subscribe button. (laughs) Um, And yeah, dude, I don't know. I just like, I was, yeah, I was just like, you know, oh, I got to wait for someone to show me how to do it. Literally just did some research um, and it took, yeah, it took about four days. I'm not going to lie. I felt a little tired the first couple of days and I had like kind of a headache, you know, a mm-hmm. little. I was very scared of this thing that's called a keto flu. Where keto it's like flu. F- the keto flu. Thank we you got so your much. Thank you so much. 
the keto flu. Yeah, you get like flu-like symptoms. Um, and yeah, I felt like that for like, yeah, like three days, four days. Did you um, want to stop because of that? Dude, I wanted to stop because I love candy and I fucking uh, love beer. I, yeah, when I came over, we, we we did some recording together. You yeah. were you were all about the beers, the oh, brews. I love beer. Yeah. That's like, and that's liquid bread. Yeah. You know? And I'm, That's why I was like, when you said oats, I think there's oats in beer. Oh, there's wheat in beer. Wheat, there's, yeah. Wheat, barley. I was intolerant to oats too. And, yeah. You know, from all this. Now, let me tell you this. As soon as I cut out carbohydrates and sugar, right? All I'm eating now is meat, right? Like ground, hella ground beef, right? Like 80, you know, like 75% lean, 25% fat. Stop. Swear to God. The more fat, the better, bro. I'm eating now. My appetite, mind you, mind you, I would eat like a bird before. I'd have like two meals a day. My right. appetite was fucked. Like yeah. I did not get nutrients. I would eat like a bird. Uh, I'm eating the most food. My girlfriend would chew it up. She'd open up her mouth and I'd go. Yep. Just <laughs> little piece by fucking piece. <laughs> uh, I'm eating more food now than I've ever eaten in my whole life. And it's kind of weird. And my girlfriend thinks- But you're like, probably still hungry too, right? Dude, I can't get full. Yeah. It's cool. The and more you eat, the more hungry you are. It's kind, weird. Uh, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. But now I'm eating like, you know, I used to have like breakfast, maybe like two eggs and like two pieces of bacon. I'm eating like five eggs, five pieces of bacon with like cheese. And then, you know what I mean? This sounds like the best diet ever. It is. Dude, honestly, it is amazing. It's incredible. Like I have steak and you can go to In-N-Out. I get like three double doubles lettuce wrapped, uh, easy onions, no sauce. Uh, and I smash those. That's like a snack. It sounds like a heart attack. And then I, dude, I've lost 12 pounds in two weeks and it's all body. What are you fat. Trying, so you're trying, so you're, are you trying to convert it to muscle or are you just trying to lose the body? So fat? I went, I had not, when I started, I was nine and a half percent body fat. Now I'm like, I'm seven, seven and a half percent today. That's low. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's working. And you just been doing MMA? Like uh, the cardio? Or you I run, lifting? I run, I do jujitsu and Muay Thai. Damn, you're active. Active. What's your day look like? You wake up in the morning, do go runyon. Uh wake up at seven. Uh I have a cup of coffee with heavy whipping cream and MCT oil. Uh I go to <laughs> jujitsu for an hour and then Muay Thai for an hour and then strength and conditioning for 30 minutes. Go home. I don't know. Every day is different. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I, I do have some structure in the sense of like uh, if I can't make the class, you know, I have like classes and people that I train with. And if I can't make those because of something with my schedule, I'll do a private. So I'll go right. to the gym at either like 7 a.m. or I'll go at like 9 a.m. Uh, and and I'll do like one-on-ones and stuff with a coach. Dope. Yeah. So I, I make it work. This motivates me. This is like, yeah. I see you working out and when you post on your like Instagram and stuff. Kicking people in the face and stuff. Yeah, yeah. dude. It's yeah. motivating. Yeah, thank you. How's all this? So let's let's get uh let's get a little more personal. Mm. Now that we know everything about your past. Great. Your diet, what you eat, it's your stomach boring, problems. Boring. <laughs> all, oh, by the way, so all of those things are fixed. Like, so I was lactose intolerant my whole life, right? I'd be like, oh, I can't eat, you know, uh, I can't have, no, I can't have like cheese. You know, I can't have quesadilla, chicken quesadilla. Dude, it wasn't the fucking cheese. It was the The fucking tortilla. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't, like, milk wasn't giving me, like, the shits when I was a little kid. It was fucking (laughs) two bowls of cereal and sugar. Right, yeah. You know? And, like, it's crazy. Like, the minute that you cut that out. Different. Dude, yeah, and I feel different. And I could, my, like. Everyone can tell my life, you know? Yeah. I walk it like my coach can tell when I'm training. And that's been the coolest thing because I've always worked out and not gotten results. And that's most, that's so frustrating. That's me. Really? Yeah. I need to change up my shit. It's dude. And you know what I've always heard? It's like, everyone's like, oh bro, it's, it's 75%, 80% diet, 90% diet. It's so true. Right. Right. Yeah. But you're and, eating, but it, it doesn't make sense. But if it, it doesn't, and that dude, everyone yeah. has that reaction. No, yeah. bro, you're fucking dude. Come on, dude. I'm literally documenting this shit. I have a blood monitor at my house. Like <laughs> I am like, I'm the most, when I, when I say I'm all or nothing, like I'm fucking all or nothing. That's like, crazy, man. Do you know what I mean? I bought like the best of the best. I bought a fucking scale. I bought the best like scale. I bought the best. So you got full psycho with this diet. Full psycho. Yeah. Yeah. There's no going back for me right now. Yeah. He comes over. He's like, what's in this coffee? I got to know. Give me the, let me see the nutrition. Dude. Facts. I've always hated those people. I don't care now. Because, oh yeah. yeah. And cause I know I'll feel like shit. Who if, cares? Yeah. yeah. It's all about your like your body. Not only that dude, like my interviews so much. I'm not even kidding. Like. Yeah, let's talk about that. So you yeah. you host Beats One, Apple. I have a show uh, with Apple Music on Beats One. It's uh, my show. It's on Monday through Thursdays from 4 to 5 p.m. 
Do the plug. And it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's in everyone's iPhone. If you have yeah. an iPhone, uh, just click the music app, tap who, the little radio button. Who and, are you uh, interv- interviewing on there? Oh my God. Musicians who, mostly? Uh, no, dude. It's a pop culture show. So, okay. you know, uh, actress, like actors, athletes, uh, you know, Cody Garbrandt, my favorite UFC fighter, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, who's uh, I've been a huge fan of. Me too. Um, Tyga, Nick Jonas, DJ Mustard. Uh, I just had uh, Jackie Cruz from Orange is the New Black on yesterday. Wow. Shamik Moore from The Get Down. Um, who else? Sabrina Carpenter. Uh, oh my God. Tyga. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dude. And it's only, it's been like, oh, Bella Thorne and Irv Gotti, like together. I had the creators of, uh, I love this animated show on HBO called Animals. I haven't Uh, seen it. I think Phil and Mike uh, are the creators of it. I just had them on. I had Rob Corddry, uh, Jason Manzukis, Brian Husky, Rob Corddry. A lot of dope people. Dude. Like, yeah. What's it like interviewing people? It's easy. Yeah. It's easy. And I feel you know like you're, you're used to it. Like this interview, you just carry it. You just talk. No, nah, no, nah, dude. You want to know what it is? It's like one thing too is I've been in this shit for like 10 years as yeah. well. So I know some somehow I know everybody. Right, right. It's weird. And it's then like I'll have LA, YouTubers dude. on. Like today I had Niels Visser uh, okay. and his girlfriend Cindy on. Uh, never met them before. But like we had, we knew someone in Mutual Friends from Fashion Week. And like, you know, it made it dope. Like, what do you, How do you feel about like… Social media versus like traditional, because obviously you've you've seen the things evolve. You started on MySpace, right? And then you social media. You, you've yeah. acted in a Netflix original series, Flaked. Uh-huh. So you acted GQ's best dressed in 2016. Oh, thanks, dude. Fashion model. You've Thank done you. it all. Yep. How do you feel about like social media stars, if you will, versus like traditional? Like, do you like it? Do you like it, or you think they have egos or? I mean, I don't know. I haven't met every single one, but it's like, I just think at the end of the day, it's like, what do you bring to the table? What are you creating? You know? And then how do you carry yourself? Right. Uh, I think. Do you think, do you think traditional stars, if you will, have like a. I think that's all dead, dude. Hate for social media kids. Traditional stars? Yeah. Like an actor, like, oh, you just do YouTube, like that kind of mentality. Look, I think there's definitely a prejudice uh, against YouTubers, right? Uh. For what reason? I don't know why. Just because that's what I think about, like, I feel like there's no more lines anymore, though. Like, I feel like traditional media has converted and they want, like, you know, the right, social right. media. St- like, they're, it's almost to a point where it's, like, thirsty and it's, like, ugly. Like, to yeah. the point where, like, they'll— It's like know, on your resume when you go in, how many followers you have now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, it's just it's just the same thing that used to— Like, that it used to be just evolved. Um I don't think it gives, back to your point, I don't think it gives creators any more, like, or any more or less, um, I want to say, like, credibility. Uh, I just think it's, like, about, like, yeah, what are you creating? Who are you creating it for? I think it's cool. I think, like, obviously, I I feel like a lot of social media influencers, people like myself, we want to act, right? We want to get into the acting space. But we do this to stay busy. We do this to get us to that next level rather than sitting around and hoping, right? And I think it's cool too to see like some traditional stars start to do social media. You're well, you're starting a vlog. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's like look, I've had my YouTube channel since like 2009. Right. And never like I posted like tour recaps and like songs, you know, and then I posted like little vlogs here and there and I would delete them and stuff. And so like I have a huge respect for people who can do that because I've always been like I'll, I'll watch it and then like a year will go by and I'll like look at my uploads and be like, oh, I just like delete yeah. it. You like know what I mean? feel like it's cringy. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like that with songs too. But um, yeah, I think that, dude, you're you're still acting and creating content. You right, know, I, right. I, to me, what it, what it feels like is like it's the most DIY thing that you could do. You know, when you look at someone like Issa Rae who like Insecure started on YouTube you know, from YouTube skits right. that she was like creating. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at like someone like Troy Sivan. Even Workaholics, they started on YouTube. 100%. But like, look at, look oh, at yeah, an Troy artist like a, Troy Sivan. Dude, yeah. he was a YouTuber. And I mean, yo, he still, look, he uploads videos on YouTube. Like Shawn Mendes, Divine. 100%. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm like, would you classify Joe Rogan as a YouTuber? Because he's one of the, like, mo- he has one of the biggest presence on YouTube. Right now, yeah, with the podcast. Do you know what I'm saying? But I feel like you treat, that's what I'm talking about when you treat, like, a traditional person and they do social media. Yeah, but you, I think it's cool. you do YouTube videos, you have a podcast, you right. have song, like, it's like, what do, you know, it's just like, this is the age that we're in now. Right, right. Um, And I think that's, 
exciting. And at the same time, it's also going to like open the door for everybody. So there's going to like, it, there's a lot more shit out there now. Right. For people to choose from. So if you want to be at the very top, you just got to like know your audience and know what you mm-hmm. want. You know, I think, dude, I think it, it, I came in at the right time when I started like vlogging, when I started Instagram and whatnot, but what, how do you feel about now? Like new upcoming stars? Do you think it's harder? Do you think it's easier? Do you think like, what advice would you give to someone that's like, Hey, I want to be a musician trying to get to that next step, come out to LA, do what I do. Oh, I think, look, what's the first step? Like, well, I think it's a case-by-case basis, right? right? Uh, It's like, one, what type of artist do you want to be? What kind of career do you want to have? Do you think you have to know that from the start? Uh, No, I think you can figure it out as you go along. And I think that's what a lot of artists are doing. But I think that there's less longevity in that approach. Um, You know, like, failure to plan is planning to fail. Kind of like that. You know, I think when you don't do stuff like that, that's when you get yourself into situations where you're like, kind of, I'll take anything I can get. Uh. But at the same time, you still need to get lucky. Right. You know what I mean? It's all, like, it's, yeah. it's, and, and so it's like, where are you? You know, what are you doing every night? Are you around the situations that breed those kinds of, you know, right, rewards? Right. Uh, because I know a lot of things in my life that I've gotten have just been by me showing up or saying yes to something. That's the biggest and, thing. You, you gotta know, say yes to everything. Honestly. And, and you have to say yes to everything until you, uh, until you can say no. Right. Right. And, and I feel like, that once again, that comes from like confidence and building up, you know, you know, your self-worth and, and knowing what you should and shouldn't do. And that comes with experience and a lot of fuck ups as I'm sure. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But We've all been through. Yeah. hundred percent. But like, yeah, just showing up and saying yes to shit will give you amazing things. Um, and so, yeah. And I feel like people sometimes are like, oh, I don't want to do that. I, I'm better than that. I should have a record deal by now. Right. You're never going to, you know what I mean? So. Uh, That's why I feel like you just got to make the steps. Do it, do as much as you can because you got like, it's in your hands. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you can't rely on you to come and be like, yo, Mark, do this. You know, like exactly. you have to get yourself to get noticed and recognized by those people. hundred percent. Um, and yeah, that's a hard, you know, to just give someone advice on how to do that is so. I know, right? I feel like if anyone knew, they would be the richest person in the world and they would be the busiest manager ever. Right. Because they would have all of the clients. Right. <laughs> no one would want to be with anybody else. I know. <laughs> if there was a book or like a blueprint that was like, I will make you famous. Um, now, you know, there's like, I think like what you're getting at too is like, you know, obviously like there's like hella gimmicks and shit online right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just things that will get like followings up. But like, I don't think there's longevity in that. Right. And you can even like watch. I mean, I dude, I think like when you see the, the bad baby, when you see like the yodel guy, I think they're being really smart. Like those are people that are taking their opportunity. They're like five seconds of fame yeah. and making it longer mm-hmm. versus like the old time, like Alex from Target. You remember him? Yeah, I remember that moment. I right. don't know what he looks or like. Or like Damn Daniel. They didn't really utilize. He was from Riverside. Shout out Damn Daniel. He's <laughs> from Riverside, California. Uh, and he went to Poly High School. Uh, haven't heard that name in forever either. Right. But Riverside, California. Never forget it. Yeah. A lot of people from there. Um, now let's talk. One person. Crossing over from traditional to YouTube. Your girl. My girl, Madeleine Petch. Madeleine Petch. Yes. Made lame. That's her Ma- <laughs> yeah, Madeleine. Uh, Madeleine. If you, you guys think, don't oh, know. you thought it was made lame? I did too for a while. It's Madeleine. That's of what Madeline. I said. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Madeline. my girlfriend was like, no, it's made lame. No, no, no. It's Ma- No, go back and tell Kylie. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> so it uh, is Madeleine. It's Madeleine. Yeah. Like but her name is Madeleine. Madeleine, yeah. Oh, so it's not made lame. It's mad lame. Yeah. Lame is still in. I didn't. I never. Lame's still in. She's making. Yeah. She's you know taking. Yeah, she's she's, she's embracing. She's, she's roasting herself. <laughs> Which, That's funny. K- kudos to her. How you did know? you guys meet? Uh, Facebook. That no, literally. <laughs> That's just yeah. One word. Facebook. Is would that you, one word or two words? One word. Yeah. Would you just slide in the DMs or the the messenger? No. So I uh, I actually auditioned for Riverdale before it was even a show. I auditioned for the Season pilot. One. Yeah, okay. correct. Uh, for uh, for Jughead, um, and I didn't get it. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Cole Sprouse. Uh, but. Um, the cat, the, yeah, anyways, uh, I just remembered the project um, because my agents and stuff were really excited about it. And so fast forward, I ended up doing this Netflix show and I'm on Facebook one day and this, like the, you know, the, 
the people you may know thing pops right, up. Right, right. And I see this photo of this girl wearing like a hood and standing in snow and shit. And like, you know, it looks, it's on set. And so I clicked it and it was, uh, you know, posted like from the Riverdale set. And so I saw that that, she was like promoting that the pilot was about to come out and the show was about to air and shit. Uh, and I was like, oh, you booked it. And so I just sent her a message uh, and I was just like, hey, you know, saw you, you booked Riverdale. I went out for one of the parts. Congratulations, you know. Uh, and I think she like even read it and like didn't write back right away. <laughs> like I think she waited. And then uh, she wrote me back and was like, you know, thanks. You know, you know, what are you doing? And I was like, totally, dude, she read, like, I, I sound like such a douchebag. In our fucking in your chat, yeah, because like <laughs> I think it was just like I just wanted to like just be as like cool as her or like I don't know I just thought because I knew the show was gonna be really dope because right. I'd read the the first episode okay. and shit, um, and everyone was talking like oh this is gonna be a super sick show. Did you um, had, did they did you anticipate it to be as big as it is? No, fuck, huge, fuck no, massive. Um, and so you know she's like oh what are you working on? Oh you know I just got done doing this Netflix show that like three people watched. <laughs> like like literally like three people watch that show. Um, but I met amazing. Like- I met you know what me doing that show. I met my theatrical manager who I work dope. with. Who's man? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I met Everything so many dope people there. Uh, but exactly yeah. But just by saying yes to shit. And so, yeah, I just sound like a fucking asshole. I don't know why she, and then, uh, you know, I was like, where are you guys shooting? She's like Vancouver. Um, and I was like, dope. Uh, you know, and I was like, you know, hit me up when you get back to LA. Like literally a month, uh, a month goes by and I'm at a club and there's this redhead girl across the club. And so I didn't have her number or nothing yet. And so I go on Facebook and I'm like, yo, are you at Warwick? And, uh, it's like one in the morning and she writes back, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh fuck. But me being fucking smooth, you yeah. know, I think I sent her my number and was like, oh, well, let me know if you want to go out next time. You know <laughs> what I mean? And so I gave her my number and I was like, text me. You know, she's like, no, I'm still in Vancouver. And I was like, oh, well, let me know if you want to go out sometime and, you know, let, when you're back in LA. And then literally like three days later, I got a text and she's like, hey, I just landed, you know, in LA. Like literally, like my plane just touched down. Uh, and I remember, you were the first person she texted. First person she texted. And I Damn. remember, I was like at the gym getting, trying to like learn how to work out and like getting healthy. And, uh, I remember I was like, Hey, we should go snowboarding. Like the, like one of the things I said, I was like, we should hang out. She's like, yeah, what do you want to do? I was like, let's go snowboarding. She's like, that's dope though. She's like, I don't fucking know how to snoboard. Like why? (laughs) Like, she's like, I don't even know you. Like, why would I go to the mountains with you? Like, yeah. Like, you you know, like what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, okay. She's like, how about we go see a movie first? And I was like, cool. So I was like, what, you know, what movie do you want to go see? And I let her pick a fucking movie and it was horrible. (laughs) It was awful. Uh, what was it called? I don't remember. (laughs) Uh, and we like talked kind of the whole movie and then we ended up going to Swingers, this diner. Amazing. Uh, Delicious. And it's open 24 hours yep. and we stayed there till like three in the morning and I dropped her off at home and I didn't try to kiss her or anything. Didn't Smart. do anything. And, uh, we hung out every day since. Wow. Yeah. I mean, besides days that she's shooting, but I'm saying yeah, from yeah. that day we met, she was home. It was her hiatus. Right. Right. So we hung out every day, you know, since then. Why would she hang out with you? Bro, I don't fucking know. Does she have friends know. in LA? Probably not. What was she doing before Riverdale? Uh, she was a uh, worked at a coffee shop. Damn. And she was a personal assistant. She had a bunch of jobs. Complete 180. Yeah. That's dope. Well, she was acting too. She did yeah. like, you know, some like movies and sh- like small movies and stuff like that. Um, she'd always like been acting and modeling and stuff like that. Uh, so your intention from the start was to, that you wanted to be with this girl? Uh, well, no. Once we hung out. Yeah. yeah like yeah. on Facebook. No. Uh, f- yeah. No. Uh no, once we hung out, yeah, we ended. I didn't think I'd like her that much when, when she, like, when we picked each other up. She didn't think she thought she would hate me too. She almost canceled on me. Damn, um, the truth comes out. She <laughs> actually made me Facetime her to make sure I was who I said I was. So you before I picked her I up, Facebook I was like, no, no, no. I was like, no, we were texting by then, and I was like, okay, what's your address? Because I bought movie tickets. By the way, she told me what movie she wanted to see. Yeah. I bought them in advance. That's smart. Points. She liked yep. them. She yep. liked that. She liked that. Uh, and I was like, okay, what's your address? I'm on the way. And she's like, wait. FaceTime me. And I was like, what, what? I was like, what the fuck? Had you guys, you hadn't talked on FaceTime at no, all? No, just no. Just text. Dude, literally she landed like three hours prior right, to Right, right. You know? Um, That's crazy. And she's like, just wanted to make sure it's you, not some fucking weird serial killer. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> You're like, it is me, but I am a weird serial killer. <laughs> I have a mask. Um, Yeah. And that's it. That's that. Dope. What's that, what's that been like? Amazing. Fun. Yeah. yeah. How long have you been dating? A year? A year and some, a year and a half. Yeah, a year. Yeah, what's yeah? I can't. We don't have like an official date, right? That's how me. Yeah, it's just yeah. 
Well, you can look back at your DMs. I guess. Yeah. Well, look, I know we first hung out in like February. It was like February 21st or some shit. I don't know the date exactly, but uh, February 21st. It was a week after Valentine's <laughs> Day. I, she got back. I remember that. Yeah, it was exactly. Week, so February 4th. Yeah, February 21st was like, I think the first day that we hung out. And that was last 2017. Yeah. So they had shot just one season? Uh, no, they had just shot like a like few. I met her right as the first episode was airing. Wow. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. And now what's it like when she goes to Vancouver for whatever, how long? Because uh, she works out with my girlfriend, Kylie. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they talk. She goes there for what? Like several months. Ten months at a time. That's insane. Yeah, to shoot. She's there. She just went right now. But she comes back tomorrow. Uh, every weekend? Every weekend. That's primary, like a lot for, for most weekends. And then I'll go up there and stuff too. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So you're making it work. Yeah. Is it hard? Sure. Uh, no. How do you feel about this? Because, you know, we're in acting. Okay. She's in acting. Yep. My girlfriend wants to be in acting. How do you feel about on-camera uh, relationships? Someone kissing her and yeah, stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, my girl has a girlfriend on the show. Oh. Yeah, so she, she kisses her. should have done my girl. homework. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So she has a girlfriend on the show, and it's it's her friend. I'll say our friend. It's our friend Vanessa. Okay. Um, and they've been friends from since before Riverdale. Uh, and I'm, I'm cool, totally cool with it. Would you be cool if she had a male? She had to kiss KJ for Riverdale for season one. You're cool? I wasn't with her then. Oh, She'd okay. already shot it, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like yeah, me and me and Kylie have had these talks. Like if we ever book a role, it's like no, look, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna be like totally fine. You know what's crazy? Season two, she had like um, it was like uh, it was like an implied rape scene, oh, wow. um, and so I flew up there uh and was on set that day when they shot that, just to make she just to make her feel better. Yeah, yeah, just to make her feel more comfortable. That's good. That's a and good it wasn't boyfriend. even like anything crazy. You know what I mean? It was just like some dude like laid her down on the bed and it's like suggested. And then like her homegirls, spoiler alert, come, <laughs> <laughs> Casey, you haven't seen season two, <laughs> go in there and fuck this dude up. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, you I make just, a cameo, you like run in the scene. I just like- <laughs> pop up from like above the bed and like no one, I don't get credited and like the <laughs> fucking credits or nothing. I just beat this dude's ass. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that'd be funny. Uh, so yeah, I flew up there and and I was there for for that. That's good. I that's support. I feel like oh yeah, this is the most supportive relationship I've ever yeah. one I've ever been in, and two uh, yeah I've ever had reciprocated right. to me because you know I've been through all like you know I've been through all my kind of like I went through like being like no one knew who I was to then having like a big song and people know, you know, Mm -hmm. music video and all that shit. And then so like I kind of went through that kind of shock and she really hadn't had that yet. And Mm -hmm. so we kind of went through that shit um, together. And she's so like she handles the shit way better than I did. She humble? Yes. Yeah. And she rides for me way harder than I would have rode for anyone that I was with when I was in her position at her age. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. At her age. Um, it's tough, dude. Yeah. So like- it's what I'm saying is like, I can appreciate it that much more. Right. I appreciate her that much more because I was in a similar position, uh, and didn't, d- d- didn't, didn't behave handle it like right. that. Yeah. yeah. That's good though. Cause like, yeah, you went through it and you could kind of like help her go through it. Cause that was quick. I don't even think help her go through it, dude. It's just like, yo, I'm jaded in the worst way, you know? I know what to look fucking for. Like, I, dude, if someone's coming up on us, my fucking back is, I'm already like, you know, if someone's yeah. taking a picture of us, I, I see it before they do. I know. I'm you the know? same way. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. And you have you to don't. be like that. They think they're secret too. And then the flash goes off. But yo, dating her, <laughs> dating her has been, it's so much different. It's so much different than music because everyone has a TV inside their house. Right. Everybody. You know, and so it's like you'll be eating dinner, and it's like the waitress, and then it's like the twelve-year-old girl. It but doesn't then it's stop. Like, but then it's like the sixty-five-year-old grandma, like just eating with her husband. But like when her grandkids come over, that's the show they watch. And so, like you know, yeah. yeah. So it's just like boom, 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 boom. Uh, with music, you have to have a taste. Yeah, it's like if a kid walks in with some tattoos and plugs, or like you know, a right, girl comes right. in, like I can, I can kind of gauge it and be like, "There, what's up, bro?" You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, with, I mean. Yeah, that, you guys are very different. You got tattoos, rock she star She has vibes, no tattoos. No tattoos? Yeah. What's that like? You get a lot of looks. Oh my God. Like she gets mad. She gets mad for me. Like, I don't understand. Because I'm used to this shit, right? Like, right. I've, I've always kind of. You turn heads. Of course. Six foot four, you're tattooed. No, less now, dude. But I'm, everyone has tattoos now. Yeah. 
Not when, Ohio, I was 18, not Ohio. <laughs> when I was 18 and I had two inch plugs and like, you know, tattoos, yeah. I got like in a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> I got way crazier looks, but, uh, we'll be like, I don't know, at a fucking restaurant or like at a mall or, you know, something or at an airport. And she'll just be like, I don't like the way that, that they looked at you. Like what? Like, yeah. They gave you a dirty look when you were ordering your drink. And I was like, how the <laughs> hell did you, you know, that's something I've learned about. I'm in my first relationship. Girls see everything, bro. Yeah. They got eyes everywhere. That's good. It's good, though. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Keeps you good. I like, like, attentiveness. And I like knowing— I think, you know, uh, my anxiety and my paranoia have served me uh, for the best, you know, in my life. And even though it's really annoying and sometimes unmanageable, um, it's kept me safe in a lot of, you know, situations where I could have been really, you know, harmed. Right. Yeah. What's your guys' like, date like? Would you rather are you guys a couple that's like let's go out or let's no we're stay so inside? low key. Well, here's the thing: we're always out, like in in like mm-hmm. the like the city, like doing things. But we're not like you know getting drinks, strutting the right, town right. out. Like we're like going to. I'm gonna blow our spot up. Everyone knows anyway. We're gonna we we you know a perfect day for us is like waking up, um, you know, laying in bed, watching a show till like 11 a.m. Uh, going and getting a nice little brunch and then strolling through the grove uh, oh, and getting grove. like iced coffee and uh, you know, maybe like- The grove uh, is a bad spot to go though if you want to keep it low key. Yeah, but we do it like so much. <laughs> like like we're like on it. Like we probably keep the lights on there. Like with how much we frequent the grove. Oh, oh. Like I, I just like, yeah, I spend way too much money. And you know, walk through Nordstrom's and like buy something you don't need just because right. like you're- I don't know. That's, that's the thing to do in LA. Like if you're bored, hit up the Grove. Just walk for around. For real? And yeah. yeah, if you, and you know what, if you ever come to LA and you want to see like people, just go to the Grove. Right. Just, it's good for people watching. Yeah, it. just go to the Grove because you'll see all types of people there. Yeah. And they got a Barnes and Noble in there, honestly. So yeah, we'll walk around the Grove. Uh, if And then we're like, if we're just bored and shit, we'll just go in Barnes and Noble and like sit in the fucking aisles and like look at books. And then like maybe buy one. Maybe <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I can't then, read. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> can't do it. It takes too much time. My attentiveness is like, like even this podcast right now, it's, it feels long. Yeah. Like, I don't know how people watch stuff for like two hours. But that's Read a the book? format. That's Damn. the format. Um, yeah. There's only, I mean, yeah, there, you know, there's only so much you could do at the Grove, but it's, it's fun. My like, spot is at the Grove too. The, uh, the little Italian spot on the corner across from Cheesecake. Oh. Uh, you ever been there? Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Uh, Outside dining. Delicious gnocchi with pink sauce. Oh, you like that? Well, I can't oh. eat that now because I'm on keto. So yeah. maybe in one, I'll have a cheat thing in like six weeks. I'll have a cheat weekend. That'd be good. Yeah, Hit me up. feel like shit. Which, by the way, I'm a little bit salty. Uh, I invited Travis to my housewarming party. Bro, hold on. I know that me and her were somewhere because we couldn't. And because I know Kylie texted her too. Yeah. Uh, when was it? A couple weeks ago. It was a couple weeks ago, yeah, but yeah. I know I was somewhere. It's whatever. You have to come by, see the house. Yeah, I definitely do. At least I can meet you here for the podcast, episode one. Right? I know. At first, I thought we were going to do it at your crib. And I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. Um, but now, we I mean, we're in this super dope high rise above Los Angeles feeling the real The sun official. is setting. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, feels like a proper time to end it. Let's do it. I'm cool with that. How long have we been talking here? I don't know. For a minute. Yeah. Has it been a minute? An about, about an hour. Oh, good job. Damn. Make good time. We talked we, about a lot of stuff. And that's a solid combo. Like we yeah. didn't stop. There was no, like we didn't look at our shoes and like twiddle yeah. our thumbs at all. And you hit every bullet point without even me having to bring it up. Did I really? Pretty much, yeah. <sighs> that's dope. That's a solid interview, all guys. Right, cool, man. Thank you all for watching. Uh, T Mills, Travis Mills. You can find him on Instagram. You can find him on SoundCloud. <laughs> Actually, I don't think you can. You can't find him on Sci-Fi. You Maybe, find him on YouTube. I don't know. You don't want to go. Probably, if you do, it's old. It's fucking old. <laughs> uh, yeah, YouTube. As Life of, just keeps as getting better. Now, as of now, yeah, yeah. I guess. Watch out. Yeah. Check him out on YouTube. He's vlogging now. Um, that's episode one. We set the, the tone. Hopefully, you guys tune into the next episode. T Mills, we out. Living large. Living large. <laughs> Thank you for watching this CastBox original with Mark Donor. It's Living Large. Closing off. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. 
Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks yeah, also definitely. in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts, over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.